Hey there, Aligned You listeners. This is Dr. M here and welcome to our Aligned and Thriving season and series of interviews. I am super pumped to be sharing a series of stories and interviews with some amazing humans, people, some who I've admired from a distance for a long period of time, others who I know personally and call dear, dear friends and feel very privileged to do so. This series is designed to actually dive deeper into what allows them to truly live an aligned you and aligned you life and to be thriving, whether that's in their work life, their home life, or their play life. And working out truly, is there common themes or is everyone different? And we really do all reach our full potential in our own unique way. I'm your host, Dr. M, and you're listening to Aligned You, a podcast designed to assist you to truly be aligned through your body, head, and heart so you can reach your full potential in your own unique way. Welcome to today's episode of Aligned You. I'm Dr. M, and I am super excited to have an amazing special guest on today's episode of Aligned You. I am joined by the amazing Kim Morrison. Kim is an amazing human being, being who I have had the pleasure of knowing for a little while now, and I'm very, very blessed to be able to call her a dear, dear friend. It never amazes, it never ceases to amaze me how <laughs> awesome this lady is. She's the founder and director of 28 Essential Oils. Uh, oh, Kim, you might have to confirm which podcast you are on these days because I know there's been a bit of a shift with that. She was the former co-host of Up for a Chat podcast. I'm not sure if it's still going or not. An exceptional and sought-after speaker who's engaged all around the world, although we're not flying anywhere just at the moment. Again, we'll probably touch on that today. Uh, She holds Australian records for running. She's the author of five, yes, that's five amazing books. Uh, And she has a series of different online programs and uh, amazing information for all of you to be able to access I'm sure I've missed something there, Kim, but you know how much I love you. Thank you so much for joining me on Aligned You today. My absolute pleasure and thank you. Yes, I am still co-hosting up for a chat, but we're just doing it every now and again as opposed to a full-on everything. So after 370-odd podcasts, we decided to just, you know, pull it down a little bit and I am um, the proud uh, host now of a new Self Love podcast coming very soon. Oh, very exciting. Well, we'll have to, uh, I'm sure I can convince you to come on again um, in the future once you've got that up and running and so we can give the um, the name of it then. Kim, I was so pleased when you agreed to come on Aligned You and the reason why or the premise of this particular interview series is to speak to people who I think are amazing, who are successful in business and in life and really to get to the bottom of what helps you stay aligned through the different aspects of your life because I think there's a lot of people that believe that you can be really successful in business and perhaps not overly spiritual or that they're mutually exclusive versus being able to be inclusive and that is it really possible to have a great family life and a great business life and how you make all of that happen. So that's what I want to dive into today with you. Um, I would love you and we've been speaking off air about some amazing things that you're doing right now and depending on when you are listening to this folks, this particular episode when it goes live is when Kim and I are recording this particular episode, we have just gone into COVID-19 lockdown or the, are we stage three? Did we decide we're stage three so. in Australia at the moment? So we've gone into stage three lockdown at the moment. So things are different, very different than what they were a couple of weeks ago. So I definitely want to touch on how you're dealing with the difference in circumstance that we're all coping with at the moment too, Kim. So why don't we get that out of the road? We'll get the elephant out of the room. What's changed for you since um, all the shifts in our, literally in our culture over the last couple of weeks? 
Do you know, I think it's a really interesting time. I've heard so many people, and no doubt you guys have heard it too, that, you know, Mother Nature has basically put us all into time out and we've had to go to our rooms and think about our actions. And I really have chosen to stick to that and thinking around if I was put into a space where I had to think and I do have to give it some thought around what I want, who am I, what's my purpose, what is it that I'm truly meant to be here on this planet to share, what are my gifts, what are my constraints, and, and how do I still keep showing up in a world that feels so unsure with so much uncertainty and unknowingness, if that's a word. So for me, really, I mean, the interesting thing, I've gone from a house of nobody, uh, both my, my son moved to Brisbane and was pursuing his absolute love and dream of being a professional rugby player. My daughter was living in Germany, dancing for a company over there where she was living the absolute dream and has, you know, made a whole lot of new friends and built herself a new life. And my husband was in Pakistan at the time of having to go into lockdown and also living his dream, which is to commentate and be on the world's uh, sporting platform around the world of cricket. So all of a sudden now I have everybody home again. And, oh, my gosh, I can't begin to tell you. If there was anyone I'd want to be in lockdown with, it is, of course, these three humans. They are my life, my world, and the reason why I get up every day and do what I do. And the funny thing is I know as a mother, the thing you want more than anything is for your partner and your children to be happy. And it's been great. It's been absolutely amazing and we've all pulled together. And then the other day I apparently pulled the neutral bullet thing off the machine, prop not right. My son had a crack at me at the way I did it. My daughter then told him to calm his bloody farm. My husband turned around and said, well, you did do it wrong. And I snapped back at all of them and went, oh, you can all get stuffed. I'm just making a smoothie, for God's sake. And oh, one of us then laughed and then we all realised and then my son turns around and goes, I think cabin fever's kicking in. So, you know, in a world where we may be so controlled and so organised and maybe we like to think we've got all our shizzle in a pile, there's moments too where the cracks are starting to show and the uncertainty for everybody, no matter how positive we are or no matter how much we give or want to share or, you know, have our online businesses or whatever it is that we're doing, I think we're all challenged, it's fair to say. And this new normal is very unnormal and unusual so I think from my perspective, it's about going back to basics. What do I do? What can I do on a daily basis to keep my own sanity? And I think if we can picture it all um, in a way of struggle or challenge, then that happens to everybody on a, uh, in their lives no matter what anyway. So not one of us gets through this life unscathed. Not one of us goes through life without some sort of challenge, drama or struggle to face. Therefore, it just so happens to be we're in it and we're in a world uh, pandemic with it. So the energy, the vibration of everybody being unsure, not calm, maybe a little bit fearful, maybe worried, and also incredibly stressed, wondering where we're getting our next dollar from, then that vibration alone is creating another um, sense or pandemic in itself. So my belief is rather than trying to change the world or be out there and worrying about the world, pull it right back in. If we really want to make a difference and we really want to feel that we can have control again, it's not about controlling the uncontrollables outside our worlds, outside our homes, but what can I do in the home? So how do I keep showing up? So I said around to my family, I think we should treat this lockdown, this self-isolation, 
as a boot camp, as a um, like we've gone to Guingana or we're turning up and we're heading into a place and space of um, nurturing oneself. So every day we all get up and do our thing. We've set up a gym in the lounge upstairs. We're like, and when I say gym, I'm talking a yoga mat, a wobble board and a couple of weights. Um, we have a whiteboard up there that each of us writes up our our daily um, workout of the day. Uh, we have greens every day. We're making sure we're taking our colloidals. We're making sure that we have vegetables with every meal possible. Instead of going to the markets now, I've ordered the online Good Harvest organic box delivery each week. Um, we keep our home tidy. We've got the rituals still happening around oils and making sure the diffuser is lit. What can we do personally to look after ourselves so that we have a strong immune system? We can't go to the chiropractor. So each day we're doing something for ourselves, either rolling on our, I've got one of those roller things that you can roll on the floor over your hammies, but now I'm using it up my spine. What can I do to stretch my spine out? How can I support myself in a vibrant way? And I think really... In many ways, whilst the world's changed, if you bring it back to its most simplest form, beautiful Dr. Z, then I reckon the most best thing we can do is how can I take care of me and those I love in my home right here, right now? Absolutely. And and I think there's absolute gold there, Kim. And I mean, it's it's different for all of us, right? We were, Again, we were speaking about this off air and, and there's lots of other content that will be available for people like myself that are living at home on their own with a dog or maybe without a dog. It's really bizarre from being super social um, and being in contact with my hands-on clients a lot to them really living quite a solitary life. It's it's really bizarre. But again, concentrating on the things that keep my vibration high, staying in contact with people, so important. And having that, maintaining a social connection whilst we've got to stay distant physically distant from people is is so super important and I know we were were joking off air as well as for everyone it's probably not their dream to actually be stuck at home with their family (laughs) I I love you but I think that that you know I love and I genuinely know you you seriously are this is like your dream to be stuck at home with your family there's a lot of people that it is their freaking worst nightmare because they're not actually used to spending time with their family members I know. And and here's the other thing, you know, maybe, and I'm just speaking very generally and, and matter-of-factly here, maybe dad goes off to work, he gets 8 to 10 to 12-hour break throughout the day with a focus somewhere else, then he comes home, mum might get a break from the kids while she goes to the gym or a yoga class or something and they tag team. But re- the reality is there's a lot of time away from the home for the main breadwinner or if you're a working mum, your kids would go to daycare to give you a break, which in turn can sometimes make many of us better mums anyway. To a whole new platform, I remember saying to a girlfriend um, not long ago, oh, I can't wait to have my adult children home. It's just I'm really looking forward to it and, and it'll be so nice to connect in with where they're at and what they're doing, even though I know it's not the ultimate truth of where they want to be. At least we've all got each other. And she just had this look on her face and I looked at her and I went, what's wrong? She goes, I'm on my way to Spotlight. I said, yeah. She goes, I've got a six and a four-year-old I now have to deal with every single day. Now, I, I did crack up at that. But then I imagine somebody who's in the middle of an IVF treatment and desperately trying to have babies would think of nothing better and nothing more that they would want to be at home with a six and a four-year-old. So I guess, uh, Maria, in my humble opinion, it comes back to perspective. And every one Absolutely. of those perspectives has a different challenge within itself. So how can we show up to be the best version of ourselves We cannot change the inevitable and the outcomes of what's going on, but we can change our attitude to this. How do we keep showing up? 
Love it, Kimmy. Absolutely love it. All right, let's get stuck in. So um, part of the premise of this particular series of interviews, as I said, is figuring out how did you end up doing what you do in business that it has become wildly successful uh, and but also gives you and you drive it with such beautiful purpose. How did that all come about? They say we teach what we need to learn the most and my passion and vision around the body and understanding how it could work when I was a young woman wanting to be a a netballer for New Zealand and then ending up running for Australia, that's a whole story in itself. But the reality is I became very interested in how to get the best out of my body. That then led me working in a gymnasium, which was next to a natural therapies college, no accidents perhaps, And I signed up to an aromatherapy course based on how to use essential oils to get the best out of your mind, body and soul. Now, having done that, I then realized the more I learned, the more I didn't know. So whilst I was learning all about and getting my personal trainer certificate behind me and learning um, how to be uh, a consultant for people wanting to better their health and well-being, I also got very passionate about plant therapy and medicine and did orthobionomy and homeobotanical therapy and nutrition. And again, the more I learned, the more I realized how much I didn't know. So I think having a curious mindset, uh, an inquiring mind, something that, you know, trust the fact that, oh my gosh, why does that interest me? Or how come I've just picked up that book right now? And maybe I should go after that a bit more and realizing that every time you have a curious moment, it's just another dot. And then if you enroll in another course or you pick up even in this time where you do an online program or you take on mentorship or you listen to some coaches or you invest your money into uh, your inquiry of becoming a bigger, better, better person, then trust that it's another dot. Now, you might have a partner in your life or family members going, oh, for God's sake, what are you learning now? Or how much did that cost you? Oh, you're a sucker. I say, no way. Every single one of those dots, every single person that you're mentored through or that you have coaching with or you learn a program with or you go to your practitioner, every dot, at some point you will find those dots start connecting and one day you go, shit, that's what it is I want to do or I have to do or I want to live my purpose. And you start your website or your podcast or your blog or your video blog or you write that book you've always been thinking that's sitting in the back of your mind or you want to do a body sculpting competition and you're going to be a before and after photo and stand on stage in front of 500 people or you want to run that marathon before you're 50 or whatever it is. Every single one of us has been given gifts. And the only way we can find those true gifts is by connecting dots. And every dot is something. I love that. Yeah. I want to know about your dots, Kim. So started in terms of, so you started studying, ended up by being next door to the right place to start studying. Then what was the next step that you actually took? Uh, Learning aromatherapy. How, How long between... So then, so how long before between learning aromatherapy to starting 28 was it? What was that journey like? Um, God, what was that journey like? It's, there was just so many dots. <laughs> Don't you love it when so I ask you questions you weren't expecting? <laughs> that I can't even begin to explain. So I think, like I said before, every dot led me to another dot. So then I'm learning about essential oils. And then as I'm learning about essential oils, I'm learning about this therapy called orthobionomy. And then I got curious, so I enrolled in that. And then while I was doing my What's orthobionomy... for those those listening that think you just swore at them? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's basically moving the body away from pain 
in the most authentic, gentle way possible. And it's a, it's a movement therapy. There's levels and phases that you can go through to treat somebody, probably a cross between massage, Reiki, uh, polarity therapy, and hands-on shiatsu. It's the most phenomenal therapy. But then while I was doing that, I was listening and had to get up community hours uh, to get my sports therapy diploma. And so I went along to a ultra marathon course to learn or to, to look after somebody so that I could, you know, get my log hours up and then got assigned to a gentleman called Cliff Young, who in the middle of the night of this 24-hour race said, what do you think of ultras? And I said, I think they're the most stupid thing I've ever seen in my life. Why would anyone want to run, a, run around a 400-meter track for, for 24 hours is beyond me. And he said, well, why don't you put your money where your mouth is and run one rather than watch one? And I thought, yeah, as an athlete, I'd much rather run one than watch one. <laughs> so that dot led me to entering my first race. I then went on to win it. I then went on to win a space and place to run for Victoria. I then won that and set a, a world record for that and ran in England and America. And then those dots started connecting around the power of the mind and the body that's what took me down the NLP and hypnotherapy route. Um, but can you see what I mean? Like it just kept leading. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. All the way along, the oils were something that I never let go of, the essential oils. And then when I realized after I had, so then I used oils um, all through my preconception care, my conception, my deliveries, my babies. And then I understood how different my children were. My husband and I were bickering a little bit just through sheer fatigue when they were really little. And then there was a course, is it an accident or is it just that my antennae was up, uh, learning how to get along with people that can rub you up the wrong way. So I went along to that, um, only to discover all the work around Hippocrates' work, which was based on the four personalities of choleric, sanguine, phlegmatic and melancholic. Got so passionate about that, I read and did everything I could over the next eight years until finally I went to America and decided that's what I want to become qualified in. And during that, I realized that I, you know, all the oils I was using, wouldn't it be amazing to have my own skincare and aromatherapy company? So I went on a quest to find out how I could do that. It can't be that hard. And I ended up at a spa conference going along. I pretended I, sometimes I will be honest, I, I fudge the truth a little bit and act like <laughs> um, I'm somebody I'm not just so I can get in the door. So I went along to the spa conference as a spa owner and um, went along and there was this gentleman speaking on stage talking all about how to create your own skincare range and how to do it with passion. He was 600 bucks an hour. I did not have 600 bucks wow. an hour to have a session with him. So here's how I did that. We're at, a, at the bar that night and I saw him out of the corner of my eye. So I got my <laughs> girlfriend who's a who's she was dark haired brunette and there's me a blonde and we went up to the bar and we started having a drink and pretended we had no <laughs> idea who he was. You, you, you thought you had it covered either, either way. I love it. <laughs> right? So then we're standing there and we're talking. We said, oh, what are you doing here? And then he had an American accent. So we're saying to him, oh, my gosh, what are you here for? And then we said, oh, wow. So you, <laughs> you consult people on how to create your own skincare range. And he went, yeah. And he goes, hey, girls, let me buy you a drink. And we went, sure. And then we asked okay. him all about what he did. And so we had two and a half hours with this guy asking every single question we could have possibly needed to know about if we wanted to set up our own skincare brand I'm not joking so that's how we got there is that an accident was that taking an opportunity was that another dot to connect absolutely but one of the I things I love that story one of the things that he said was um, how did he word it 
because we said, what if you wanted to have an organic range though? And he goes, hey girls, look, you either want to save the planet or make money. You can't have both. And I will never forget that. And we decided when we walked away from him, BS, I reckon you can have organic and save the planet. But here's the interesting thing, beautiful. It then took us 10 years to create the skincare range that we wanted because no one would do it without all the additives, preservatives, emulsifiers and things that you needed to have and parabens that you needed to have a product sit on a shelf for seven years and be stable. So then it took us down a whole chemistry route. Then, oh my gosh, I, can't, I don't know if I should tell you the story. But anyway. No, tell so the story. Go. We were, we had just written our, our first book. Um, and, you know, oh, by the way, that started because. Um, a lady rang me in New Zealand and said, I know you're an aromatherapist. Could we write a, Could you write an article on the healing powers of essential oils? As I started writing it, I said to the girlfriend, the brunette Fleur, who I just mentioned, we'd just been to the spa conference together. I said, actually, I know what it is we have to do. And she said, what's that? I said, write a book. She said, sure, like all good friends do. And so we put a proposal together to go to a publishing house. We get to the publishers, we hand over the two-page proposal, they ring us three weeks later and they said, look, it's a great idea but we think it's too niche. And I thought, bugger. And so I looked at this lady and I said, look, she goes, I'm the only one that really wanted your book but here's a publishing house that I think would take it. She said, just tweak the proposal. So we linked arms and figured as we walked out of there, if Harry Potter got turned down nine times before she got accepted, we had at least eight to go. So then we then tweaked the proposal and took it to the next publishers who, wait for it, signed us on the spot and gave us a $3,000 check to go away and write Mm. the, the book. We went away. Long story short, um, it took ages and ages because neither of us are writers. We, we had to tweak it. We had editors work with us. We, we finally got it launched. They then said the photographs, which cost us 10 grand to get a photographer to do all the photos. She then turned around. She said, look, I want them to be Marie Claire type models, making them look all beautiful. And we just both of us had two babies each. And we looked at her and went, uh, no, we wanted real women photographed in this. Not, no disrespect to models, but it's, you know, when you've had two babies and you've got stretch marks and floppy boobs and, you know, milk coming out every angle and you're just feeling like the, the most unmodel-like person on the planet, we decided that's the sort of people we wanted to have in there. So we then decided to film and photograph our friend's family And to be honest with you, the book ended up being the most remarkable. We ended up going into being a bestseller in New Zealand. Um, We were told people wouldn't buy this book, but we called it like chocolate for women. And we just knew that we had the right thing. We sold 8,000 copies in the first three months. And we then got asked to do our next book. So it was during that whole process that we were really trying to work out how do we make this work? How do we keep... Um, reinventing ourselves even though people tell us we can't so in amongst trying to create our skincare range we then thought right who's the next best person we need to talk to so there's a company in New Zealand that's a natural skincare company and we really wanted to meet with the CEO the founder of that company so we rang to make an appointment and we were told obviously that's the last thing that could happen because she's so busy so she's four hours north up in a place called Kerikeri of north of Auckland. So we decided this particular day to drive to Kerikeri. So um, we drove to Kerikeri and we arrived at the headquarters of this beautiful skincare company and we said, hi, we're here to have our appointment with uh, Suzanne. 
And um, they said, oh, and then they rang Suzanne and they said, there's two ladies that have driven all the way from Auckland for your meeting. And she said, I don't have anything in my diary. And then we just looked at her and went, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And so she said, well, we can't let them go if they've driven all this way. So we got our appointment with the beautiful Suzanne. <laughs> that's, that's gold. I love it. <laughs> so we sat down with her and asked her what it would take. And she said, look, you guys sound amazing. What if I contracted you guys to work for me for a year to write an education program for the company? And whilst we were writing the education program for the company, we suggested that we should write our third book by this stage Uh, on behalf of the company and make that the education manual. So when we launched About Face, it was done through this company, even though you wouldn't have known. But that company bought 2,000 copies of the book before it even went to print. So so that's kind of how I reckon I'm a little bit naughty and a little bit cheeky, but how each thing works for me is by calling the bluff and how do I get a, a foot in. The next thing was we decided... And I think within within all of that, though, as well, Kim, is it's, it, there's nothing outside of integrity there. Well, I, we, I'm giggling and going, that's cool. Is that you... If, if they... If you'd driven four hours and they said, no, nice try, ladies, it's not like you would have jumped up and down. No. I mean, it was taking the opportunities that are in front of you. Same with the guy in the bar, right? You're not <laughs> going to actually go up and sidle up and be out of integrity to do it. No. It's just like there's the opportunity to have the conversation and have a drink and and gain so much gold out of that conversation. And I, and I love that from an alight, being aligned point of view is that your purpose was very clear, what you guys were trying to achieve and the resilience and determination to do that and to stick with it for 10 years to get the the product onto the shelf, so to speak. But the cool things that happened along that way that, that kept the momentum going, if you like, it's really cool. I love, I love your word aligned and that's why I was so excited to come onto your podcast because... I think you're absolutely right. I, at not one stage have we ever taken advantage of somebody. My whole thing is about contribution and collaboration. How do I contribute back and collaborate with the people that I look up to or that I love or that I respect? And for a lot of companies or people or authors that I've had the privilege of being alongside of, it's how can I serve you the most because it's in serving you that I actually get to learn the greatest gems and gifts and be educated and connect more dots. And as far as I'm concerned, if you can do that with love and you can do that with an open heart and with the first and foremost purpose to serve, then you will always get the messages that are aligned to what you need to do and deliver. And that's exactly why it took 10 years to get our skincare product out there until we found the right person. And do you know, when I mentioned just before the next step was I decided that the best way that we could get our message out there would be to get a television program. So then we hounded TBNZ for six months. I'm not joking. Every week I said, here's the idea for your next best hit TV program. And the program director, I'm sure she got so sick of me. But in the end, finally, six months later, she called us into the office with some great news. And she sat us down and she said, ladies, I've got the best news. We've finally got a sponsor for your show. It's a $200,000 sponsorship. It's an eight-week or 10-week programming, I think it was. We've only got the 9 a.m. slot on a Saturday morning, so it's not the best. But if we can prove it, we will take you into the evening time slot during the week. And I was so excited. And then I said, oh, who's who's the sponsor? And then when she told us who it was, which is a very big, well-known beauty brand in the world, we just looked at each other and looked at her and we said, we can't do it. And she said, don't you dare tell me this. I've worked so hard to get this for you girls. I want you to go home and sleep on it. 
we came back the next day and we just told her we can't. It's not aligned with our values and our purpose. And they would not allow us to say what we truly want to say about the beauty industry. And it's fair to say we never got offered a television contract ever again. But, you know, maybe some people would say we were foolish not to take it. We should have got our branding up there and out there and then changed the world. But we, we just knew we wouldn't be able to go to sleep each night and say the things or not say the things that we wanted to say. So, you know, there's been sacrifice along the way, sweetheart, too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, one of the things that I was going to say to that and what is, and again, it comes back to always acting with in- integrity and being aligned with your, your values and your purpose and what you can sleep straight at night and what sits well in your spirit as well is a lot of people would have said you are nuts doing that. But how would you have slept at night? How how could you speak from the same level of integrity? And that's that's part of why I wanted to do this interview series is that it's it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive that you make a lot of money or make the right amount of money for you because we all have different definitions about what a lot of money is. Some people, a lot of money is, you know, $100,000 a year. Some people, a lot of money is $100 million a year. It's different, but different, different, uh, different levels for different people in terms of what they dream of doing. But it would have been very easy for you to say yes to that, but it's not who you are within that that mindset of contribution and also being here to serve it, I, I can't imagine it of you Kimmy it's why, one of the many reasons why I wanted to interview you today now one of the things that I wanted to talk about next because oh well actually let's finish that particular loop so 28 got up and running so how long has 28 been running for well I then moved to Australia Danny's sister tragically took her life my husband's sister We went into complete disarray. We lost a whole lot of money in a property deal that went wrong. So there was a massive setback in amongst the creation of all my website. Still had no skincare product, but absolutely loved other people's oils and was promoting everybody else that I loved and aligned myself to every company I could that I believed in. But that massive hole just sent us as a family into a huge spin. And that's when we decided to move to Australia Now, here's the interesting thing. Sometimes when you surrender to the agonies of life or the challenges or just let it go and just sit with where you're at, we had a phone call out of the blue from a lady who picked up our book About Face and read it from Auckland to Perth. And she had a natural chemical-free skincare company. She was a Kiwi lady based in Perth. Um, And she just said, I loved what you've written. I would really love to meet with you. And we ended up meeting up with her and she was the one that created our skincare range. So when I stopped looking, it came, but it was only through a whole lot of pain and anguish that stopped me looking, which is what's taught me that sometimes the struggles in life, even though while you're in them, do not feel like a gift, do not feel anything but comfortable. Sometimes that's the time when we take a breath, just like we are now in this worldwide pandemic. Mm, Maybe exactly now I was just thinking. to take a breath, yeah, and to really align with ourselves, surrender to what's going on, do the best that we can. And that's when 28 was born um, back in 2009 is when we launched her. Wow, that's so cool. I love that. I love your stories. There was new <laughs> stuff in there too that I hadn't heard before, so thank you for sharing that. Um I wanted to touch a little more on now, and I know you and I have spoken about parts of this in various times that I've interviewed you on my, my former podcast, Be the Queen of Your Stress, and at live events that we've been at, but 
people might be hearing you for the first time on Aligned You is one of the things I wanted to work out with people that I think are phenomenal that I have the pleasure of speaking to or knowing in, in real life as well is what are the routines that you do regularly to help you stay aligned and to figure out if there's a common thread through all of that or whether it is really individually based. So I'd love to hear a bit about what does a day in the life of Kim Morrison look like, maybe pre-COVID, if we can go pre-COVID, because I sure as hell am looking forward to getting to the other side of this when we can get back to um, levels of normality where we can move around a bit more. So let's maybe take a pre-COVID snapshot of what's an ideal day look like. And we might actually, if we've got time today, run through a quick one of what does at the moment look like too. Uh, look, for most of the time, I'm pretty um, regular with what I do, but I've also learned as I've got older, particularly when I turned 50 a few years ago, that you know, one, of the most, <laughs> one of the most, shut up, one of the most important things to do <laughs> is to also listen to your body. Um, but I think that comes with wisdom and maturity as well, regardless of years that some people would say that listening to my body, it really wants a cake right now, or listening to my body, I want McDonald's right now. So I'm not talking about... Um, addictions or um, necessarily things that we think our body needs when in fact we know what it really truly deserves. Um, So my real thing is most mornings I wake up, I take some deep breaths, I will just lie there and check in with my body and how it feels. Um, Then I will get up and brush my teeth is one of the first things I do and then I oil pull while I start thinking about the things that I want to do for the day. And then as I go through that, I then might do either a coffee enema, if that's something I can share. Sometimes I'll do that depending on how I feel or I get my exercise gear on and then I go out for my walk, my jog, go to the gym or do Pilates or yoga, one of those. Or sometimes I just do a workout of the day in my bedroom because sometimes that's just all I feel like doing. So long as I do some form of movement, I then come back from there or go downstairs and I put on my diffuser and choose the oils that I want to support to raise me or just to make me feel good. Or some days I specifically know I definitely want frankincense today, whatever it is. I then go back upstairs, have my shower, I body brush, I then body boost without fail. I've never missed a day in 32 years, which is just a simple body massage from toe to head using three drops of oils and a teaspoon of carrier oil and magnesium spray. And I say a little mantra the whole way as I'm giving thanks to my body. I've learned so many women in particular berate their body, knock it, look in the mirror or don't want to look in the mirror. And that ritual every day from a very young age has taught me that the most powerful thing I can do is love the vehicle, love the temple, love this beautiful thing that carries through my day. And yes, it's got wobblier and drags a bit and it's not looking like it did when I was 20. But ageing... You go all right for a (laughs) 50-year-old. Thank you, sweetheart. Ageing is also a privilege. It's a a gift. It's an honour. And there's many people who don't get to age. So I've chosen to look at that with a more Eastern philosophy where the older I get, the more wisdom hopefully I acquire. I then will get downstairs and I've got really into lately because it's different to who I am today to who I was 10 or 20 years ago. I'm pretty much intermittent fasting these days from about 6 or 7 o'clock at night right through to about 11 in the morning. Might have a beautiful coffee, black coffee or a beautiful tea or I'll have a coffee with cream, again, depending on how I feel. And then I love my meditation process. So um, either a guided meditation or sometimes it's just three deep breaths and standing on the grass outside is my form of meditation, depending on how busy I am for the day. I think meditation for me, being such a busy person, is being mindful. 
mindful and fully present. So sometimes that's the world's lucky if it's got me for three seconds. Sometimes I love doing a 30 or 40-minute guided meditation. It just depends, but it's still part of my morning ritual. I love music. Sometimes I'll then put on a song to just lift my spirits or sometimes I'll put on a sad song and cry my heart out depending on what I'm feeling. Um, and then I get into my office. I start looking at my emails, my Facebooks. What am I posting for the day? What am I looking at? Who do I want to serve? Who do I want to connect with today? And then I go through my top A and B pile, and sometimes there's a C. So my C is my dream list. Um, I'd love to get onto it if I could, which is writing a book at the moment. But my A list is my priorities, the people in my self-love mastery program that I must get back to my B list, which is the, the emails that need to be answered within the next 12 to, to 72 hours. And as I said, my C list is my dream board. So I will go through that because I'm a mind that is so busy and so creative that often I hate finishing things. Like I love starting stuff and I get, mm. I get so distracted by bright, shiny objects or people ringing me or going for coffee or doing things like that. So I have to have lists to keep me online. And then some days I fully surrender if I'm not doing anything. I don't know about you, but there's some days where I do, I spend a whole lot of time doing absolutely nothing. And those days I just go, you know what, get outside, get out into nature. So that's how my day starts and that's how it looks pretty much for the day. And sometimes I've learned lately too, sweetheart, that going for a walk or a run at lunchtime is okay. Or sometimes doing my exercise at the end of the day is okay but I do believe for me if I don't get it done in the morning there's probably a 75% chance I won't do it later in the day so I do try to stick to the morning. I think that's pretty common for, for a lot of people if we don't get stuff done first thing in the morning it's easy for the day to get away from us. I think given our, our again at the time of this particular podcast recording is most people's days are upside down back to front anyway from what they were a couple of weeks ago so I think again it's it's a little different now have you got a a time that you always get up in the morning Kim or is it like are you a fours are you a five are you a six kind of lady or is it whenever you wake up I seem to always wake up at something like 4 12 4 12 between 4 12 and 4 15 is the time that I seem to wake up most mornings so I trust that. If I'm tired and I haven't gone to bed early enough the night before, I will literally make myself stay in bed for another hour, whether that's listening to an audio, a podcast, a meditation, or doing something where I stay rested. Otherwise, I run out of I can run out of steam. And unfortunately, I'm that type that will do it um, and put my body on, you know, I don't listen to my body enough because I've got stuff to get done. So I'm not very good, which is why I think it's interesting. I think I said it at the beginning, we teach what we need to learn the most. I teach self-love and I teach self-care. So I find that fascinating. So it's always a reminder for me to be the example and not the evangelist, to be be the person who walks your talk. I have to be very mindful of that because I probably would be somebody who would burn herself out at the cost of my own health and well-being because I just love doing stuff. So, yeah, it's really important to I me think, that I do listen to that. Absolutely. And I think that self-awareness is is certainly coming through as a common theme uh, between the amazing humans that I'm interviewing is that it's that self-awareness piece. Is, it's, it is very individual what our bodies need. And so one of the keys to that is is having that 
consciousness about it so that you can give yourself the space to be at your best, to be creative and to be able to create the amazing variety of things that you do. I've loved talking to you today, Kim, as always. Before we go today, though, we've got to finish with top five. I didn't pre-warn you about this, but I'm sure you can pull it out. Um, You've done a a top five before, which is what is, what song did you play this morning to lift your spirit? I haven't yet, but if I was, the song that I've been absolutely hammering at the moment, only because I went to his concert uh, recently, is Rocket Man with um, Elton John. Oh my God, I'm just so in love with him. And we went to the concert just recently. So that's my big song that I've been playing lately. Oh dear. Um, and what <laughs> book are you reading or listening to at the moment? I am rereading right this minute, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I, and I don't know why, it fell out of, out of the shelf just recently. In terms of what you've done this last week, because this last week has been super different, obviously, with um, your family being quarantined because of a couple of family members coming home from overseas, what have you done to really align that's a bit different um, or to, to decrease stress levels given the, uh, the shift in our culture just at the moment? What have I done differently? Um, what I decided to do in this last week was to launch something free online to my, to my followers and have asked my family to be a part of that. And that was, it came to me on a walk through on the weekend, um, a 28 day isolation restoration gift. So I've just done that. And then I photograph my kids or one of us, or I get them involved with it and show and ask them, what did they think of it? So I guess that's a little bit different to what I would have normally done, Enough. maybe. Yeah. Uh, I like it. And have you got a favourite quote that's appropriate for our conversation today or for the time that we're in? Do you know, I think where we're at right now, and I think we've mentioned this throughout this beautiful podcast, is that we can't control the outside of us. We can't. We have no control over what's happening, what the governments are going to say, whether we're in lockdown for a month two weeks, six months. We don't know what the economic um, pitfalls of this is going to be. We don't know what's going to happen with our businesses, our families, our health, etc. So the only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude and our own self-worth and self-care. So the quote that comes to mind, which is one of my favourites, and I know it off by heart, which is probably why it's coming up, is a Chinese proverb. And it goes like this. If there is light in the soul, there is beauty in the person. If there is beauty in the person, there is harmony in the home. If there is harmony in the home, there is order in the nation. If there is order in the nation, there is peace in this world. And so I guess my message to that would be, don't worry about what's going on on the outside. Play by the rules. Do what you need to do to get through this. But if anything, the most important thing to do is to keep that inner light uh, shining brightly. Do your self-care rituals. Do the best that you can. Journal. Have gratitude. Be mindful that this is a time to go within so that we can reflect on what this world is doing right now. And I think, as as many people have said, Mother Nature has put us in time out. So here's the chance where we can really check out so that we can check back in. I love it, Kimmy. Any final thoughts before we uh, we finish off for today? I think you're amazing. No, stop I think it. what you do is truly phenomenal. I Thank love you. your whole line of work and this whole 
podcast and its theme of being aligned, there couldn't have come at a better time, sweetheart, when we really truly do need to align with humanity, mm. what it means to be a human being that contributes to this planet, that serves others. We can watch the behaviours of others and, and remember everything that we see is awful that's going on out there with people's behaviours is all motivated from a place of fear and a lack of self-love. And if we can have that and observe it without judgment and then pull back and remind ourselves how we can be a better example of that and show our kids how to show up through tough times. And if nothing else, right here, right now, the time we're in is building what I would now call, thanks to you, an aligned resilience where we can actually truly build our and flex our resilience muscle that becomes an aligned part of who we are moving forward. We've got this and we can work through this together but it's thanks to people like you that is sharing knowledge and thanks to people like you that has podcasts that allows us to give us the space and time to listen to, then there is no better time than now to be really listening to people like yourself. Oh, thank you, Kimmy. As always, so much love and appreciation for you. Thank you for being on today. That's it for this week, Aligned You listeners. Bye for now and I'll catch you next time. And that's it for today's episode, Aligned You listeners. Remember to hit the five-star ratings and share today's episode with your friends. And be sure to join our collective on Facebook and Instagram at Aligned You. Look forward to catching you next time. The information shared on Aligned You podcast is of general nature and for information purposes only. It is not specific medical or personal advice. You should seek assistance from your healthcare practitioner for your individual circumstances. Any information provided doesn't imply endorsement or third-party devices or products and cannot provide you with health and medical advice.